Okay, so welcome to another edition of On the Line. I am without my anchor for this session, Christina Kay. We are in Dublin, Ireland, and this is our On the Road edition, where it's usually myself and a guest. And today I have John Dunn from Halma. John, welcome. Thank you very much. It's good to have you here. So we're in Dublin. If you can't tell by just thank you very much, this is John's home turf. So it John, is. I've spent five years in university here. So. And you grew up here. I, I did. I grew up in Ireland. Yeah, on the west coast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In Galway, where there's another med tech uh, big right. booming industry there. Yes, I was yeah. down in Dingle a couple of years ago, which I love. Oh, that's good surf country. <laughs> John, why don't you share a little bit about your background, what you do for your company, and um, how come you're here? I joined Halma six years ago, 2012. I jumped straight into into China with one of the Halma operating companies, BEA, um, at the time. I uh, spent three years with them in China, moved across with BEA to the U.S. Uh, a year and a half into that, um, I, I got a call to join the uh, medical sector. Um, uh, to become an SVP, Sector Vice President. Uh, today I'm what's called a Divisional Chief Executive. Uh, that role is essentially uh, managing a group of, of companies uh, in the medical sector. Uh, by managers chairing on the boards, looking at making sure their strategy and the group strategies are aligned or knowing why they diverge and, and, and where they diverge, looking at the financials of the company. But primarily my role is to, to facilitate each of my company's growth in whatever way possible. So for those listeners who are not familiar with Halma as a company, can you share a little bit from the top end? Yeah, so Halma is a holding company in the UK of uh, close to 50 companies today, uh, hopefully more soon, across four sectors or verticals, other people might recognize them as verticals, medical, uh, process safety, industrial safety, and environmental analysis. In the medical, we have 13, you know, small to mid-sized companies, uh, and they work pretty much autonomously with, uh, within themselves. The beauty of working within the Halma Group structure, or being part of the Halma Group, is that you get to grow your company the way you see fit. We're a very decentralized organization. Um, it's not for everybody. It's not for the faint of heart. There's a lot of responsibility and accountability that goes with that. But each of our companies, big or small, has its own president or, or managing director in Europe, has its own board. Uh, and they really decide the direction of the company themselves. And on top of that, um, you know, you could have talent recruitment. We, we help with talent. We help with talent movement through the group and bringing in new, new talent. And part of what I'm doing here today is also looking for potential companies that could partner or enhance the group. I'd welcome anybody that wants to, to join a group like Hamas to speak to us, to contact us and um, uh, see what we're about. No, that's a little unique because I've been working with Helma, um, having a blast for at least, uh, gosh, Adam's been there forever, but Adam okay. Myers, uh, the yeah. president of the sector. Uh, historically, you've been a little more conservative and yeah. not necessarily coming to these early stage right. venture capital focused. Yeah. yeah. Is there a, is there a expansion going on potentially? So, yeah, I, I certainly think so. I think part of that is is having people like myself as well who are interested in in that in that new space. But it's also uh, we just had a, a session with uh, John Babbitt from Ernst and Young, and he just gave us a view of the medical device space in the near future or as it is today. And it's certainly moving into digital and AI, et cetera. 
and and how do we have to stay apace with this? It's an interesting conundrum with the people on the stage. You either have the VCs or or you have the the big company corporate venture capitals, and and I'm thinking, where does Hamma fit here? We're not quite the strategic buyer, but we're not the VC either. And yet the play in this space might be one of those. And so I was thinking to myself, well, listening to these guys saying, well, there was a kind of a, a battle with a venture capitalist and the corporate venture venture capitalists. Um, uh, and I was thinking to myself, well, Hamas in the middle here somehow. We can be strategic, but we're not necessarily strategic. So it's a very interesting time for Hamas in that regards as to we'll stay doing what we do best, We'll continue doing that, but at the same time, we're venturing forth. And how we'll venture forth will be really uh, an interesting path, the journey for us. Sitting there, again, as a Halma fan and certainly uh, worked and built our business in startups and then the large strategics. So what's interesting is we're all looking at the industry, but from a different lens. Yeah. And the strategics um, care about the startups because they are the future technology, um, but not in the way that maybe the startups care about the startups. Right. And what was very clear yesterday, and we've been ringing this bell for two years, is when you start a company, you've got to build a company to sustain itself without money from an outside right. venture partner. It's right. critical. And most startups put an X on the calendar, yeah. fill up their bank accounts with 15, 20, 30 million, and then just burn through it. Correct. Um, venture money is not revenue. Yeah. And so I'm glad that Halma is not in either of those camps because I think that middle ground is where the opportunity lies. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Joe. Um, I've looked at quite a few startups now in the last uh, last eight months. I've been to Israel twice, which is a fantastic uh, startup scene there. Here in Ireland, looking at a lot of startups here. Um, albeit with this show, very few Irish startups, but I know that the Irish startup medtech scene is quite vibrant. And I'm looking across a whole gamut of different approaches. And, and sometimes a startup is pre-commercial. They're already in the funny money valuation, what I call it. And, 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 and that's maybe not a sensible play for Halma. On the other side, the early stage uh, is high risk. And how do you de-risk that? So we're looking for the sweet spot where we've got startups that I feel, this is, and this is my personal, shall we say, approach. So if you're coming to me, that's what I'm looking for, is a startup that has I don't know, bootstrapped a little bit and has gone commercial without too much investment and has managed to 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 get to a point where they see the market, they're understanding the market dynamics, they're perhaps commercial already, and they're looking to expand and they can they can say where they're going to be in two years and give the metrics as to why they believe that. So they've um, mitigated out the clinical risk. Absolutely. Right? They've, absolutely. They've jumped the regulatory hurdle. Correct. Um, they might have approval. Yeah. And now what they're looking at, and this is where a lot of people don't understand that a lot of crashes occur is when you commercialize, you've got to put together a sales team and you've yeah. got to put together a distribution network. And the burn on that is tremendous. Absolutely. And there's a long delay when you bring on salespeople that cost the organization 150 to 250,000 a year, yeah. if they're any good yeah. and build out that crew. There's a tremendous lag by the time you catch up. Absolutely. And, and uh, uh, some of the startups that have interested me most are, um, are actually asking for that. When they come to me and they talk about um, investment, and I ask that question, what, what are you going to use the money for? It is now to build out that sales team. And the ones that attract me most are the ones that say, look, if you give me this amount of money, I will hire this amount of people and I know I will get this number of clients and patients. And, and, and Business 101, it's no Absolutely. longer, it's no, for a long time, that venture market 
was um, give me money. I'll get the technology developed, get through clinical regulatory potential. But after that, I don't have an answer for you on how to commercialize. And and the nice thing about some of the ones that I'm attracted to is they've identified, shall we say, a B2C uh, market, which is not necessarily the area that we play in uh, uh, as much as we do in the B2B. The companies that, that we can help are those that have what we I like are those that have the B2C, which they're, that means they're accretive to, to what we're doing, but they're looking at a B2B. Well, that's our, our area of expertise. That's what we have in spades. And we've uh, tons of companies that, have, that can advise and, and help and provide channels to, to those startups that are looking for that channel. Another space that Halma plays in, and as I sat yesterday and today in the sessions and knowing you and I were going to get together today, um, Halma plays in the service side as well of MedTech. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's an interesting area because um, I think it was Paul from uh, SV Ventures uh, Life Sciences spoke yesterday about the services business. Correct. Being a revenue generator that nobody's really looked at in right. tech historically. Yeah. And we have, um, for example, Centrac, who is very much in that, in that service as a, a, um, a software as a service space. And of all our companies within the med- medical sector, that's the one that we see has the potential to, to scale massively and exponentially. And how can we enhance that? And it's very interesting for me to come to these shows, listen to that about services as a software as a service model, and look for companies that might fit into that and help us scale Centrac or scale the, the medical uh, sector. You heard John um, Babbitt from Ernst & Young today say that Salesforce.com has a chief medical officer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, Okay. Exactly. I mean, and then and he mentioned as well, we're seeing, he mentioned Amazon as well. And so, and I think it was you that said yesterday in four years' time, the people up on the panel on those discussions are going to be the Googles, the Amazons, uh, the Apples, the, 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 the Samsungs. Exactly. Yeah. And we're seeing that already happen. Yeah. And, and, and we're starting to surround what's interesting is for the longest time, MedTech was defined as a device. Yeah. A device that either um, was implanted in you or was used to perform surgery on you. Right. Right. Uh, medical devices changing very quickly right now. That's right. Yeah, totally blurring. What is a medical device? What is a medical company today? And, and how do you identify and, and differentiate? And I don't think you can. I think you have to be very, very open-minded now. And that's also part of my role. This is my job to look around and see how the environment around us is changing. Hence, I'm here at the show as well, is to see that. And every show I go to, every conference I go to is confirming that this space is really, really the incumbents may not be threatened, but they're going to change. Well, they will be threatened if they don't change, yes, right? Exactly. Because Along romantically, it, yeah. they're tied into what yeah. got them here. Yeah. And I had put a post out last night uh, on a debrief of uh, uh, yesterday's session. Yeah. And I called the J&Js, the Medtronics, the Boston Size, the Abbots, dinosaurs. Yeah. And great companies, by the way. But, but and I, I, you know, listening to them uh, yesterday, a lot of them were on the panel yesterday, they're seeing it too, uh, and they're they're looking to pivot. But you're trying to pivot a behemoth, and and that's Halma's, by the way. That's Halma's beauty is its flexibility in the way we're decentralized. I think that is our strength. And when we look at that future space, these big players are actually playing with startups. Yes, and that's a kind of um, that's a very strange dynamic. And 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 the question I have for my companies, at least, is you know, why are they talking to startups and not talking to us when we're the experts in the field, so to speak, on many different layers? So. Two of the strategics yesterday also said something that to me is a little concerning if I was in the industry. Abbott was one of them. And Abbott's investments, as they call it, are straight down the fairway. We don't look at peripheral as often as we should. And they're highly predictable um, acquisitions and investments straight down the middle of the fairway. 
that really concerns me if I was a shareholder or yeah. I was an employee of an Abbott. Right. I, I would agree with that. And, and, and that's absolutely a path that Helm is avoiding, I think, in, 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 in recent years and recent months uh, with Inc. and Brunschmidt coming on board as well. Uh, I would say um, our view of the environment has expanded dramatically in the last 12 months to, to 18 months. We've started an initiative um, at, at all levels of the organization uh, whereby we are looking around the peripheries and, and keeping as open a mind as possible. The interesting thing for me in my own personal experience is as I do that, it just gets broader and broader and broader. It, it, it's almost terrifying the amount of possibilities. And that would be the challenge as well. We can't stop learning that. That's absolutely um, uh, my view. We absolutely must keep learning. Otherwise, we're going to flounder in this space. Well, I'm super excited for Helma because I am hoping that in the next 24 months, and again, with the leadership that Helma has in place, um, that you become a venture investor in the new definition of venture capital where you are partnering with organizations as an investor and then helping them as the Sherpa and the godfathers of operations, commercialization, scale, um, IP, yeah. uh, legal, all of the things that I know after building all these companies for years, we lack. Yeah. And you become an active investor. And I hope the venture or the entrepreneurs are smart enough to realize that having a partner in play who's patient and playing long ball like Halma does is a tremendous path. Correct. And I think that that's important. Uh, I certainly, um, I can't speak for to say that the group is going to go into VC per se, uh, but we're certainly looking at that space for one goal or another. Whether let's it's not just call it VC, let's call it investor. Yeah, right? and, and as we are. Um, I think what's very important to know about Halma, we're in it for the long game. You said it there as yeah. well. I think that's really important. We'll keep doing what we've been doing. One of our values is, is innovation. And surely looking at the startup world is in itself leading to innovation. Um, I definitely think we've got a lot of interest in this space. Um, will it become who we are? No. But there's always something uh, moving within Halma that's different to the rule. And this is one such thing. So I, I think what's, what's very important about how I, how I view my role or how I view my task in, in terms of adding value to our shareholders and meeting our MTP. What's very important is I'm looking on both sides now. And I think that's perhaps a shift. Uh, both sides being well-established, successful companies where we can bring into the group, give them the safety net that Halma offers, and, and let Halma grow as these companies grow, keep the management team, etc. Whatever they did well, they can keep doing. And part of that, of course, is innovating as well in the space. And the other side of what I'm doing is looking at, shall we say, um, a younger world, a world of startups and seeing how they can also add value to the group. Uh, I think that's really important for the group going forward. Well, John, um, I appreciate you taking time out at such a hectic uh, session here. Uh, how can somebody follow you, find you? Uh, reach out to you. Is there a way? Uh, LinkedIn, email? Absolutely. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I very easily contactable there. I find uh, email is a bit of a, an old way of communicating now. Uh, I seem to respond best when I get a, a blurb from LinkedIn or WhatsApp or WeChat even. But, uh, I love that. Wait, John, how old are you? <laughs> I, I'm turning 51 this year. Wow, I love that. My north of 50-year-olds are more progressive than... <laughs> A lot of others exact props to you on that one. Yeah, I just I just joined Instagram. My kids raised their eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> so you admit they're great tools. Oh yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's it's you know it's a world of instant gratification, isn't it? And and email, 
it, it, things get lost in emails too quickly. Uh, when we're moving ourselves, even to SharePoint. Uh, SharePoint's got a wonderful um, Teams, so we do that internally. So we work off all. I love working off all the social medias. Love the technology. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again for coming. Thank you for having me. It's great. This has been another session of Online. Uh, Christina Kay is somebody swing a camera to her. She's off mic right now, working, but I do miss her dearly. Have a great day. <laughs>